Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHT, WPHT, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Well, Hunter Biden, it was a fiasco today at the Capitol, exactly as you'd imagine. And I didn't have Jamie Raskin saying uh, D picks on my Hellscape bingo card for 2024. Did you? Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Yeah, so Hunter Biden showed up, as you heard, at the uh, committee hearing today. And it was chaos. It was pure chaos. Also, uh, Representative Benny Thompson said the quiet part out loud today. You cannot impeach Alejandro Mayorkas because you don't like Biden's open border policies. He actually said that today. So at least they're acknowledging what we all know, that this is not an accident. None of this is an accident. It's all happening on purpose, obviously. Uh, The question, of course, becomes uh, what happens in New Hampshire right away tonight? Former President Donald Trump is doing a town hall meeting. I believe it's still set to occur, 9 p.m. tonight, despite the fact that his mother-in-law passed away. He did ask a judge to delay uh, a court hearing tomorrow, and the judge said no. Trump wanted to go to the, to the services for his mother-in-law, but uh, no, they, uh, they said no. And meanwhile, in New Hampshire, Republicans there are ramping up their efforts to get Chris Christie out of the race as Nikki Haley surges. So this is what this is what's going on. And this is the big story of the day today. It's brought to you by our friends at Venaria Dental. Dr. Mike Venaria. I was there this morning, as a matter of fact, had my cleaning this morning. So VenariaDental.com is where you go. Anti-Trump Republicans are privately pleading with former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie to drop out of the race ahead of the Granite State's January 23rd primary to make room for the, and I'll put air quotes here, surging Nikki Haley. The phone calls are not going over well. He flat out said, I'm not dropping out, said Tom Boucher, a restaurateur and a former member of Christie's steering committee. He called them urging the gov to bow out of the race and endorse Haley. Lest he sabotage his own stated goal, preventing Donald Trump from returning to the White House. Uh, By the way, if you think this is all like a game, like Chris Christie's really actually helping Donald Trump behind the scenes, he's not. I, I assure you. He just has a massive ego, obviously. But if I were a betting man, I'd say 
he will eventually back Nikki Haley. I, it just seems like the the only chance he has for a for a future political future is to is to is to back her because otherwise he's going to lose anyway, and he's going to just have both sides mad at him. The establishment and the Trump people are never going to forgive him. So he's got. I mean, at some point you got to you got to you got to figure out how do, how can I benefit from this situation. And the only thing that Christie can do at this point is to back Haley. Because he has zero chance of winning New Hampshire. I mean, 0.0. It's negative chances of winning New Hampshire at this point. So the restaurateur says to him, he goes, I just, I just said I don't understand it. You have an opportunity here to get behind Nikki Haley. You have an opportunity to get all the people that are supporting you to get behind Haley so that she will accomplish what you've been trying to do since day one, just to make sure Donald Trump is not the nominee. Now, the Republican establishment is obviously solidly behind Nikki Haley. And, and when Governor Ron DeSantis drops out, it's not a matter of, of if, but when, he'll back Trump. And if he doesn't back Trump, then he'll have no political future whatsoever. I mean, he'll be done because Trump's people will never forgive the guy and it'll be over. So eventually this is going to come down to be a two-person contest between Trump and Haley with the Republican establishment and the Democrat establishment backing Nikki Haley. I told you yesterday, since New Hampshire, there's no primary going on in New Hampshire. And the DNC basically told people the, the primary is irrelevant. They are organizing a behind the scenes shadow effort to get Democrats to go in and register as Republicans and vote for Nikki Haley in the primary. Because if they stop Trump, that's all their goal is. They don't care. I mean, real, honestly, if, 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 if it comes down to Joe Biden versus Nikki Haley, the swamp wins either way. They don't really care. You know what I mean? The establishment doesn't care. I'm not saying that the progressive base doesn't care. I'm saying that the, the the swamp, the party brokers, the people, they all have dinner together. They have steak together and drink expensive wine together. They don't care. They, as long as it's one of those two, they'll be fine. But they have to stop Trump. And maybe getting behind Nikki Haley is easier for them because then they don't have to worry about getting Joe Biden out of the race. Because that may be difficult to do. I've, I've said before, and I'll say it again, if it's Trump versus Biden, Trump wins. And if it's Trump versus Biden, they are going to take Biden out by whatever they got to do. Any means necessary, they will take Joe Biden out of the race. Even if it means indicting him, they'll do whatever they have to do. They will take him out of the race. They, they, they will not lose to Trump. They can't. So they'll do a switcheroo at the convention or somewhere else. It'll be Newsom, maybe Michelle Obama, who knows, whatever. But, but if, it's, um, if it's Haley, they still get the war in Ukraine. Uh, the swamp's not going to get drained. It'll be fine. They can live with that for four years. You know what I mean? They, that's okay. They, stopping Trump is everything for these people. If you're the establishment, if you're the Washington, D.C. epicenter of power, you are very worried right now of what Donald Trump's going to do in his revenge tour. And it really will be a revenge tour. And it should be a revenge tour. Because these are the people that undermine his presidency from within. And the very same people within his government that work to undermine his presidency. And he's not going to give them the war in Ukraine. You know, that's the key point. Look, I don't know if LBJ had anything to do with JFK's assassination or not. I just remember this one line from the movie JFK by Oliver Stone. I remember when uh, there's this scene in the movie where LBJ says, just make me president. I'll give you your damn war. And the whole theory of Oliver Stone's thesis of that movie basically is that, you know, Kennedy was going to pull us out of Vietnam and the, um, the deep state didn't like that. You know, the war machine wanted to make a lot of cash. War is very profitable. For a lot of people, it is. Like, for example, you know, I'm reading the book, uh, The Year of the Locust, Terry Hayes' book, which is, we're going to have our event together February 7th. And it's a, it's a riveting book. I cannot put it down. I mean, I, I was up till 
1.30 in the morning last night reading it. It's that good. I can't, it's just uh, edge of edge of your seat kind of thriller. I hope you'll join us for the event of February 7th. But he makes a point in there that the war on terror costs the United States of America $10 trillion. But who profited off of that war? You know I mean, who, who were the people that made money off the war? It cost us that much, yes, but a lot of people got very, very rich off of that war within the United States of America. The defense contracting industry is what I'm talking about. So again, you know, the, the whole idea of Nikki Haley promising that we will still support Ukraine, whether or not we have boots on the ground or not, she's made this point clear. We will continue to give Ukraine the aid and the weapons that it needs to be able to fight Russia. That's all they need. That's I'm telling you right now, that's all the swamp needs is that period. That's it. They, as long as that stands, they're fine with her. They can deal with four years. Not, not a problem. Not a problem. You know, they'll, they'll try to stop her as much as they can in other things. But as long as that stands, they know that if Trump gets in, the war in Ukraine's over. That cash cow is drying up. Plus, they know he's not going to start any other wars. And that's also a problem for them. Like with Haley, you got a chance maybe they'll be in a Iran war. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get, you get the Ukraine war. You also get the possibility of maybe a conflict in the Middle East. You know, maybe the United States gets involved in something else in the Middle East. So if you're the swamp, you're the establishment, you, you're, you're okay with this. If it's Biden versus Haley, it's a coin flip. You don't care who wins. If it's Biden versus Trump, you're terrified. You're the swamp. You're the deep state. You're the establishment of, both, of either party. You're terrified because you know Trump's going to beat Biden. Trump will beat Biden. I'm telling you that right now. He will beat Biden. Even if they try to cheat, he's still going to beat him. There are, there, we've learned too much since 2020. We've learned too much from COVID. We learned too much from mail-in voting. We learned too much from Democrats stuffing drop boxes and all their nonsense. We've learned too much. And in the states that matter, the, the six states that will decide the presidency, I can ensure you that there will be a very strong mail-in ballot, early voting, drop box ballot campaign led by the people that want to get Republicans elected, meaning Trump's team and Dave McCormick's team in PA. Let's not forget, you know, Dave McCormick is going to be the U.S. Senate nominee for Pennsylvania for the Republican Party. He is going to make sure, I heard him talking about this yesterday with Dom, and we'll get Dave back on the show soon. He's going to make sure that that uh, that operation is an A plus solid operation. He's not going to take any chances with that. And the other states that matter, the the same thing's going to happen. It's a different universe than it was four years ago, and they know the Democrats are going to try to cheat, and they're going to be acutely aware of that fact. And this time around, I don't think there'll be another pandemic. I mean, you can never predict anything. What you know what. What they'll try to roll out just in time for the general election is anybody's guess. But if it's Trump versus Biden, Trump wins. And they know that. I mean, they know that's why all the panic alarms are sounding right now. Why do you think you've got Barack Obama and all these other people, David Axelrod and James Carville, all coming out and screaming from the rooftops right now that Biden is in trouble? Why do you think it's happening? It's happening. It's not some Jedi mind trick here to make Joe Biden more powerful. It's being said because they know that Trump's going to win and they want people to understand that Biden cannot beat him. So they have two options. The first option then is to take Trump out. I mean, I'm sorry, take Joe, Joe Biden out. You have to get him out of the race. But then again, getting a president out of the race 
is a very difficult maneuver. Especially an old stubborn goat like Joe Biden. The second option is to just get somebody that they can live with for four years, and that's where the Nikki Haley scenario comes in. They can live with Christie, too, for four years. Because he's already said, you know, he's pledged his support for Ukraine, too. I can't emphasize enough to you how much that matters to them. I cannot emphasize that enough to you. How much that matters to them. It's everything. It's everything. Because all these weapons that we're sending to Ukraine... This is a, these are all weapons made by U.S. defense contractors. You know, some, one of them said the quiet part out loud. I forget who it was a couple. It was back in December at some point. And somebody was talking about the investment that we've made in Ukraine. And it was probably Biden. And he said to the point of, you know, these are American made weapons going over there. They're American stuff. We're sending to Ukraine. So this is an investment in our economy, too. See what I mean? You cut off that cash cow. People are not going to be happy about that. Plus, I think you also have another thing to consider, and that is that uh, as Anthony Fauci, Asanto Fauci, the nation's leading infectious disease doctor, you always have to say that by law, by law, uh, as he's there talking about gain-of-function research, that is probably going to get cut off as well if Trump becomes president, because he's not going to play around anymore with these bureaucrats who are willing to unleash viruses that could lead to the Democrats winning an election. So I think that goes away. I don't think Nikki Haley cuts off that gravy gravy train. You know what I mean? And Joe Biden clearly hasn't. So then the big pharma swamp also has a lot invested in this race as well. I can't can't overemphasize to you enough how much that matters as well. The wealthiest zip codes in the United States of America are all centered around Washington, D.C. for a reason. And there's a lot of money there. A lot of money in being a lobbyist and being a lawyer, being on a board of a corporation, all these people, and they are not going to let Trump win. They'll do whatever they have to do. They are not going to let Trump win. Ron DeSantis will back Trump. He has to. He does, there's no other political option for him. He has to do that. If he, if, he, if he sees a political future for himself, and he should. He's a young guy. He's smart. He's got a lot to offer. He's a great governor. You, you back Trump, you go out there as a surrogate for him, and you run in four years. And you hope that you will have gained enough goodwill with Trump's people that you have a shot. Now, obviously, depending on who Trump picks for vice president, that person may run in 2028. I know the Democrats keep saying that Trump will never leave the White House, but he will. And somebody will become president in 2028. Somebody will win the presidency. And it could be whoever Trump picks as his VP. But maybe, maybe DeSantis, maybe it'll, you know, maybe he'll wind up playing such a prominent role that it'll be him. And that's what he's got to think about. He's got to think about four years from now. Because there's no pathway for him to beat Trump. Not as long as Haley's in the race anyway. But again, DeSantis isn't running an anti-Trump campaign. I mean, he's running against him. And he's contrasting his positions with Trump. But it's not an anti-Trump campaign. Chris Christie is running an anti-Trump campaign. You know what I mean? That's the difference. His entire reason for existence is anti-Trump. So if you're a Christie voter, you're, you're not backing DeSantis if Christie gets out of the race. You're backing Haley. She's emerged as the anti-Trump candidate, not DeSantis. He was the alternative to Trump. He was the other option to Trump. And if he plays his cards right politically, he can get out of this race in a way where Trump supporters don't hate him forever. They'll wind up, he'll win back a lot of goodwill with them and 
2028 will be here before you know it. There's no chance in hell that Ron DeSantis will back Nikki Haley. And there's no chance in hell that Ron DeSantis will be the person that stands in the way of, of Trump winning the nomination against Nikki Haley. And the only scenario in which DeSantis would stay in is if, if they calculate that he's some way a buffer to Haley, but I, I don't think that's the case. I think DeSantis' supporters largely go to Trump. I really do. I, I think they largely go to him. There are some establishment people that are backing him that will go to Haley, of course. But I don't think it's the majority. I think a lot of people back Ron DeSantis, they like Trump's policies, but they just didn't think Trump could win. They got on board with DeSantis and, you know, DeSantis can't win. But I, I don't think for as many people it was an anti-Trump zeal. Because if it was, why DeSantis? You know, why him? He's he's more Trumpish than anybody else in the race. You, you'd back Christie. And at this point, you are left with two choices. If you're a DeSantis supporter, it's Trump or Haley, and unless you are the establishment. But if you're the establishment, I think you dumped Ron DeSantis a while ago. I think you decided a while ago he can't win, and you've put all your support behind Haley, and that's why she's doing as well as she's doing in New Hampshire. So I think that ship has sailed. You know, that ship has sailed, and, 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 and that's why. And again, I've, I've always told you, and I've told you this for as long as I've been doing this, I'll always call balls and strikes here. And I upset people when I do that, and because everybody has their favorites in these races, and they get mad, but that's okay. I mean, I look at this as a sport in many ways. Obviously, it's more important than sports. But it, for me, I look at it as a way, I don't know, maybe a, a sports talk host covers an Eagles game or the way Merrill Reese looks at the Eagles game. I don't know. I just look at the play-by-plays here, and I just, I, I'm telling you how this plays out. It plays out as a two-person race with Trump versus Haley. The establishment has, they dropped DeSantis a while ago. DeSantis now has, he's a man without a country. He's got to win back that Trump support for his own political future. And the establishment has to get Christie out of the race so that they can have a clear pathway to have this be a a two-person race. And for Christie, what are his options here? Yeah, he's going to lose. So do you you just go down fighting in New Hampshire for what purpose? I mean, what, what, what does that get you? You know what I mean? You wind up back on ABC this week where you can be a, uh, a panelist once a week on a Sunday morning news show that nobody watches. You know what I mean? Like, is that, is that what you're going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to run for U.S. Senate in New Jersey? You're not going to do that. So the only chance you have, the only chance you have is that Nikki Haley wins and puts you as attorney general or something like that. That's it. Because all this bad blood that's going on right now in New Hampshire between Christie and, and Chris Sununu, the governor there, is back Nikki Haley. Uh, all, all these things, that, that all goes away the minute you endorse somebody. All that bad blood goes away. Now, the minute you back a person, bad blood in politics has a, has a very, very fast dry ratio. You know what I mean? It doesn't last long. I mean, think about it. Christie used to be a very vocal critic of Donald Trump in the 2016 primary. And then he was he came out and endorsed him and he was on the debate team with him. So bad blood in politics. While it while people have very long memories, the blood dries quickly if there's something that they can get out of you. Which means that if Christie tomorrow drops out of the race and backs Haley, then Chris Sununo's his buddy again and. All the establishment people, they're, they're, all, they're all buddies with him. I guess a quote from this one article said, 
Chris, Sununu, Chris Christie is not the type of guy to listen to Chris Sununu and say, get out, and then just cower to him and say, okay, I'll quit. But the campaign to drive Christie out is escalated to the point that some New Hampshire Republicans are wondering whether he'll use a Wednesday night event in Wyndham, New Hampshire, to announce his departure. His campaign says, absolutely not. We have a public town hall event in Wyndham, so we have invited our supporters. It's uh, not going to happen. Christie's available to attend the town hall after failing to qualify for Wednesday night's CNN debate, which will feature a one-on-one matchup between DeSantis and Haley. Trump, for his part, refused to attend the debate and instead participating in a town hall in Iowa on Fox News, which I'm sure you'll be watching tonight. But the road is getting tough for Christie, who now regularly fields questions about whether he'll drop out during his own town halls. His go-to response is to remind New Hampshire voters that Haley will not say whether she'd accept an offer from Trump to run as his VP should he win the nomination. He said, let's say I dropped out of the race right now and I support Nikki Haley. And then three months from now, four months from now, when you're ready to go to the convention, she comes out as his VP. What will I look like? What will all the people who supported her at my behest look like? I'm not going to make the same mistake again, Christie said. But he finished... Sixth place in New Hampshire in 2016. And as it stands right now, he's, I mean, there's zero chance he wins in New Hampshire. And that's his last stand now. And he has no chance of winning. None whatsoever. None, zero, zilch, nada, nothing. There's no chance. Zero. Zero point zero chance. Negative chances. So now the establishment keeps calling and they keep telling him, you got to get out of the race, got out of the race, got out of the race, got back Haley. And the only question is, what do I get out of it? At this point, the only negotiations that are going on behind the scenes between Christie and Haley's people are what will you give him if he gets out of the race? That's it. And what does he want? Does he want to be VP? Does he want to be attorney general? What does he want? And then agree to that. And then there you go. Because I've told you this and I'll tell you again. The the number one goal here of the establishment, be it Republican or Democrat, is to stop Trump, period. That's it. They don't care if Nikki Haley's president. They don't care. As long as Trump is not, that is their goal, period. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Big show straight ahead today for you. Hunter Biden makes a surprise appearance on Capitol Hill And chaos ensues. Don't go away. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Zioli Show. On your schedule, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Yes, Chris Christie's a low rider in the polls, so when will he drop out of the race and back Nikki Haley? It's not a matter of if, but when, I think. Welcome back. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. There's a lot going on today with Hunter Biden's fiasco appearance before the House Committee today. But a couple things before they get lost in the shuffle. So number one is that Fauci admits that the whole six-feet social distancing thing that they had, remember that whole thing? Yeah, say six feet apart. They Remember you go into stores and they'd have those, some places still have them, actually. They put down these dots, apparently six feet apart. You know, you just like stand on one and the person would stand on the other one six feet away from you. And then, where, where did that come from? Where did the six-feet thing come from? You know what I mean? Well, Fauci admitted today or yesterday to lawmakers there was likely no scientific data behind social distancing guidelines during COVID. Republican Representative Brad Wenstrup of Ohio, chairman of the House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic, released a statement Wednesday morning outlining key details from Fauci's testimony, including his admission that social distancing guidelines sort of just appeared during the COVID pandemic. It just kind of Appeared, you know, remember how people would be too. I remember this. You'd sometimes be walking on the street and people would like stop. If they were walking on the sidewalk, they're facing you. They would like go on the street and walk around. Like they'd risk getting hit by a car versus having to pass even outside. Like you having to pass you, you know, and stores. It was a worse. Some out, some places they had like arrows, you know, you go this aisle, you go down this aisle. You couldn't go up this aisle. And it was, the whole thing was like a giant game of Frogger for a while. Anyway, it was all BS. It, was, it didn't come from anything. They had no basis before it. It just sort of appeared. So remember all the people that screamed about science, lectured you about science? Where, what was their basis for any of this stuff? Ah, I don't know. Just kind of happened that way. Where'd you come up with this whole six feet social distancing thing? I don't know. Just kind of became a thing. I think by who? You're the, you were the nation's leading infectious disease doctor. You always have to say that by law. So how did this come about? I don't know. It was just a thing. A thing? What do you mean a thing? Like people, to this day, you still go in places and they have lines. Stay six feet apart for your own good. Kids going into school buildings, they would have, in some places, tape measures to make sure the kids were six feet apart. Desks had to be six feet apart and they... All these, all these ridiculous things that were done. You know, co-workers couldn't be within six feet of each other. You know, 
It was all made up. They just made it up. It's completely out of thin air. I don't know, six feet. I actually think they got it from the movie Contagion. Because I'm pretty sure there's a line in that movie about six feet, stay six feet apart. That movie came out before COVID, obviously. I think they just got it from the movie. I I mean that, I really do. There's a line in that movie where I'm pretty sure Lawrence Fishburne, as the head of the CDC, made a comment about staying six feet apart. I think they just got it from that. Yeah, it works. And they used it in a Hollywood script, so it must be real. must be science, right? Just do it. And people would yell at you, too. Remember that? If you were in line and you were close to somebody. First of all, even prior to COVID, I don't like when I'm in line and somebody's right on top of me. I hate that, as a matter of fact. It's not even a a virus thing. I just, I like my personal space. You know what I mean? And the worst is when somebody's right on top of you and you move up a little bit and then they just move up too. Like you're you're not getting the hint here. You know what I mean? Like I just, I don't need you breathing on my neck. Not because I'm afraid you have COVID. I just, I like my space, man, you know? But there were people who, if you got within six feet, they had a mask on, of course, they would turn around and yell at you. Yeah, six feet, back up. Back up. Yeah, you have four and a half feet. And take out a tape measure. Oh, yeah, that's four point, that's four and a quarter inches. Yeah, back up. Back up, that's only five foot ten. You're five foot ten, get back two inches. Get back. Laser, laser tape measures, you know, laser measures. Uh, It was just made up. Where'd it come from? I don't know. Doesn't matter. What the chairman of the committee said was after two days of testimony and 14 hours of questioning, many things became evident. During his interview today, Dr. Fauci claimed that the policies and mandates he promoted may unfortunately increase vaccine hesitancy for years to come. He testified that the lab leak hypothesis, which was often suppressed, was in fact not a conspiracy theory. I know I'm as shocked as you are because this entire time since February of 2020, I, for one, believed that this virus came from an undercooked bat burger, a side of pangolin fries and a raccoon dog aioli. And some dude just left the WIV, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, on his lunch break, went down to the wet market. I was like, what do you got today? I said, sir, we have a special on bat. Oh, yes. Yes, we do. We have a bat today, bat burgers. You can do it on a brioche bun or seated or low carb if you like. Some people like that, you know, like a lettuce wrap or whatnot. Anyway, uh, how would you like your bat burger, sir? The guy said rare. I like it rare. I want to see that bat bleeding. And then next thing you know, boom, global pandemic. I have always believed that myself for four years. Despite all the evidence to the contrary. I've, I, and, and when the corporate media and the government and big tech told me that it came from an undercooked bat burger at a wet market, I said, well, phew. Because the idea that this virus could have been engineered in a lab and created and then that it got out of the lab, that's complete and utter racism. But to suggest that the Chinese people have just filthy eating habits and are literally disgusting with how they eat their food, not racist. Not racist in the least. And that was the way that, that it was told, you know, remember that. You, if you said it came from a lab, that was, I remember there's a Chinese ambassador was on with Margaret Brennan and he said, it's very racist to say it came from a lab. The only thing you can say that's not racist is that our people have filthy eating habits and that that's what caused the pandemic. And you went, all right, okay, that, 
seems to be sort of a contradiction. I would think it's the other way around. I think it's racist to say, like, your people eat, like, raw bat, but, you know, like, there's, like, and dog and stuff. Like, they're so, like, they're, they're so backwards that they may have started a pandemic by eating a raw raccoon dog. Like, that, you know, if I'm, if I had a, say I was doing, like, racist bingo, and I had to pick one, which one do you think sounds more racist? The people of a country are so disgusting and backwards, they eat raw bat, or that a virus leaked out of their laboratory. Which one sounds more racist to you? I would go, well, probably the fact that they're so uncivilized and and filthy, they eat raw bat. Nope, you're wrong. It's that a virus got out of their lab. Oh, oh, but yeah, but I mean, but that that could have been an accident or or intentional, but that sounds like, like what like what how's that racist i don't i don't understand i mean viruses that's happened before like what's racist about i don't but we were told it was so that was that and then of course i love the fact too that the um people on msnbc said it was debunked bunkum joy joy uh reed said that it was debunked bunkum the since debunked covid lab leak theory debunked by who debunked by fauci who now says that it was not in fact a conspiracy theory after all I know. I'm as surprised as you are. I am as surprised as you are. And I am craving a bat burger like it's nobody's business, baby. Or maybe a pangolin hot dog or a raccoon dog cheesecake. Any of these things. But the key is undercooked. Undercooked is the key. You got to cook your food all the way through. And just the other day, I had a cheeseburger at an American restaurant, and unfortunately, they, they had to use beef, um, not bat. And I got it medium rare, and I was fine. I survived. I'll live. I'll live. I don't like it when it's cooked well done. I don't care. I won't eat it. I just won't. If I go to a place and they say, we have a minimum temperature of medium, I won't order a burger. That's how I am. I can understand. You go to the wet market, and you go, how do you like your bat burgers, sir? And they go, well, medium rare, please. I'm sorry. We have to cook this bat. At least medium well to avoid a pandemic. Well, then I'm not buying your bat burger. You have a good day, sir. I imagine when something like that. Fauci testified the lab leak hypothesis, which was often suppressed, was in fact not a conspiracy theory. Further, the social distancing recommendations forced on Americans sort of just appeared and were likely not based on scientific data. Nobody knows where it came from. Nobody knows. It was just kind of arbitrary. Fauci admitted to lawmakers COVID-19 vaccine mandates could create renewed vaccine hesitancy and that he advised universities to impose vaccine mandates. Of course, as many of their athletes dropped dead of blood clots and heart disease and other things like that, we were also told it had nothing to do with the COVID vaccine. Even though European countries were warning us about that stuff and our pharmaceutical industry said, Those countries are nuts. Don't listen to them. Now, uh, Fauci denied visiting the CIA during the pandemic and attempting to influence its investigation of the COVID-19 origins, allegations first brought forth by the subcommittee. The top COVID-19 advisor to the White House conceded that the lab leak theory of COVID-19 is not a conspiracy theory years after He influenced a scientific paper discrediting the lab leak hypothesis at the beginning of the pandemic. Dr. Christian Anderson, one of the paper's authors, appeared to privately admit to a colleague the purpose of the paper was to discredit the lab leak theory. He also met with the bat lady. Remember the Wuhan bat lady? 
That's right. Fauci met with the Wuhan bat lady back in 2017. Why is that? Why would Fauci meet with the Wuhan bat lady back in 2017? Well, the answer is because he was funding gain-of-function research. Xi Zhengli, that's her name. She's best known as the Bat Lady. Imagine having that nickname going through life, besides Nancy Pelosi, of course. You go through life, you're known as the Bat Lady. Like, that's how you're thinking. You're not a, you're not a DC hero, superhero, or anything like that. You're not like Batwoman, Batgirl, you're Bat Lady. Anyway, the uh, scientists met with Fauci back in 2017, the Batwoman of China, for her research on SARS-like coronaviruses and bat caves presented her findings on novel coronaviruses to the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Diseases back in June of 2017, according to a report by U.S. Right to Know. EcoHealth Alliance, a U.S. research organization that funded Xi's lab, arranged the meeting, which the group's president, Peter Daszak, doubled, uh, dubbed a double act between him and Xi. He also met with Eric Stemme, who managed coronavirus research at the Division of Microbiology and Infectious Diseases. Four months later in October, Fauci met with Daszak himself, likely to discuss an outbreak of an animal coronavirus called swine acute diarrhea syndrome, which, by the way, also the letters stand for SADS, swine acute diarrhea syndrome. And if you have that, you are sad. I will give you that. That is a very accurate. What do they call those things again? What do they call when it's just three letters? An acronym, right? Yeah. I don't think there could be a more appropriate acronym in the world. Like, nobody's happy. Why are you so happy today? I have swine acute diarrhea syndrome. That's why I'm happy. Oh, that and it's Wednesday. You know what I mean? You're not in a good mood after that. You're just sad. Swine acute diarrhea syndrome. By December of that year, NIH resumed funding for research to develop new viruses in the lab following a three-year pause on the practice over the possibility that such research could cause a pandemic. Emails obtained by U.S. Right to Know through a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit against the NIH reveal that Fauci and his top aides were aware of the novel coronavirus research underway at the pandemic's epicenter well before 2020. Despite this, Fauci did not mention the 2017 meeting with Peter Daszak in the 2022 sworn deposition with the attorneys general of Missouri and Louisiana. That deposition was part of a lawsuit alleging that Fauci and other White House officials, um, excuse me, leaned on social media companies to limit debate about COVID-19 during the height of the pandemic. That is the Missouri v. Biden case, which is going to be heard by the Supreme Court. Anyway, so. Six feet social distancing was a crock. The lab leak theory was not a conspiracy theory after all. And then Fauci also comes out and says he doesn't think that our kids actually sustained any learning loss. He told the House committee he's not convinced kids suffered learning loss due to pandemic school closures, even though all the research, all the, the, the data, all the science says that our kids have fallen behind in math and reading with potentially now Years and years of learning loss recovery time. But despite that, Fauci doesn't think that there's a link. All right. So there you go. 855-839-1210 is the number if you want to weigh in today on the show. Hunter Biden's big appearance before the House committee today. As you would imagine, it is an absolute fiasco. Got a lot of great audio to share with you on that. And tonight, Donald Trump's big town hall in Iowa 
But what about the debate between DeSantis and Nikki Haley? A lot to talk about today. Don't go away. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Is this the closest song you could find for like a pangolin or a bat? A space I mean, hog? I, I guess. I mean, I, I was trying to think of something to do with like space and distancing. But oh, I see. More not bad. I could have done bad out of hell. I was going to say you could have done meatloaf bad out of hell. Yeah. This works though. This is a good one. It's always interesting how the mind of Henry works when he comes up with these songs. <laughs> how process that goes through his mind. It's a dark place. I don't want to go there. But. <laughs> no, Matt, Matt sees it up and close. Sometimes it's a struggle. Unfortunately, I have to witness it firsthand every single day. So many times you pick something totally inappropriate with curse words in it. And I have to tell have him, to overrule Henry, it. it's not even worth trying to find a censored version of that song. Yeah. Which is a shame because there are some good ones that I've had to toss to the not side. Not really. No, that's not true at all. Oh, I'm sure it's true. <laughs> I have no doubt that the censorati over there in the in the main production studio <laughs> vetoed that. Yeah, speech police. Yeah. <laughs> There's all sorts of swear words in some of his top selections. But even the ones I... Even the ones that get blurted out, you're like, no. Yeah, because <laughs> there are so many bleeps that it defeats the purpose of even playing the song. I'll give you an example, right? So Boeing 737 maxes have been recalled. And Boeing was set to have a great year, but plugs have caused this problem for them. Exactly. Mm, treading a very fine line there. Let me try it again. <clears throat> so You don't have to. You don't have to. We heard you the first time. Boeing CEO said we were going to have a great year, but plugs have now caused them to be grounded. Just to be clear to the audience, there's a comma in there. A hundred percent there's a comma in there. How could anyone not hear the comma? Seriously. Oh, yeah. How could anyone not hear that comma? He takes a whole dramatic pause in everything. Thank you. The dramatic pause clearly indicates a comma. They said the, 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 the company said they're going to get to a conclusion on the cause of the accident. And they said that um, we are a company that puts safety and security first. But plugs are going to be something that we pay attention to going forward. That was that was that was kind of close. Well, I read that too fast. Yeah. So, so we are a company that takes safety and security uh, as a priority. But plugs are going to be something we have to look into going forward. Can you announce the presence of the comma just so I feel more comfortable? I think that everybody can hear in my voice the uh, what I'm saying here. The door plug. It's a door plug. It would be better if I say door plug. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, that's better. All right. So Boeing would be a really safe company, but door plug is the problem. That's better. We're not I don't think get... but door, door plug sounds any better, why, but you know. Why don't you just call it whole plug? A hole plug is fine. <laughs> no, that's way worse. Well, that's what it is, though. It plugs a hole. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, you really uh, need a comma on that one, though. Yeah. Uh, the manufacturer of the door plug that was blown out in midair during an Alaska Airlines flight is now the focus of a class action lawsuit. Shocking. And the manufacturer said, we have a tremendous safety record, but... Plugs got away from us. Oh. 
It happens. You know? It happens. Uh, and by the way, you would need one of those if you got that uh, syndrome I, I shared with you, that um, SADS syndrome from the previous segment. If you were paying attention. You would certainly need one of those. Uh, I just got a tweet. Let's check do our quick social media check-in, courtesy of our friends at Cherry Hill Vavo, where relationships matter. So I got a tweet here from, um, let's see, uh, let's try to find it now. Johnny Z, our buddy Johnny Z, who shared that Mark Halperin, who was uh, a one-time MSNBC guy, until he became the guy that was the dry humper. Do you remember that whole scandal where he was accused of dry humping people in the oh, break room? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, so the dry humper himself, he's now apparently has a scoop that Chris Christie is going to drop out of the race today at 5.30 p.m. But will not be endorsing anybody just yet, but will be dropping out of the race at 5.30 p.m., suspending his campaign. I don't know if it's true. I have no way of knowing if it's true or not, but Johnny Z shared the uh, the tweet, and the tweet says that Mark Halperin scoops that Chris Christie is expected to exit the race today at 5 p.m. Not looking like he'll be endorsing yet. So we'll be on on watch for that. See if that does occur today at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Christie's supposed to have a town hall meeting in New Hampshire tonight. Personally, if I were advising him, which I'm not, I would say to him, don't do that at 5 o'clock. Use your town hall meeting as an opportunity to endorse Nikki Haley and see she'll be on the CNN debate stage and you can make news and there you go. I, that seems to me to be the what the play is here, but who knows? Who knows what it'll wind up doing? But either way, I just wanted to share that rumor with you as we do our social media check in. Thank you to Johnny Z for that. Uh, the other Johnny, Johnny Cook, he says, Rich, swine acute diarrhea syndrome was my Marilyn Manson cover band name in college. <laughs> We are swine acute diarrhea syndrome. And they killed at the Palladium. Jim O'Connell says backdoor plug. Yeah, that's more appropriate. Thank you, Jim. I think that that's more appropriate. I don't think it is. Well, was it the back door? It was the back door, wasn't it? I've, no? I, I, Maybe it was a side door. have a back yeah. door? Yeah. Hopefully not the it depends door. on the direction painful. you're looking at, right? Newman Price says when the plug pops out, there's a gaping hole left there. Why wouldn't... Why wouldn't you want to fill that on planes? I agree. You see a hole, you fill it with a plug. <laughs> so I don't know what the issue is. I don't. I'm confused. I guess. I just All give right. up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In the four o'clock hour. Speaking of um, crazy things you put in places you shouldn't. Hunter Biden <laughs> showed up on Capitol Hill today, and it was a fiasco, as you could imagine. We'll get into that with you straight ahead. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.